Inspiration now in session. Inspire guys, people. My wife thinks I'm crazy. How did we get here? I can't believe y'all let me have a show. We going higher and higher. Let me inspire you. Guys, people, I see you. Let me admire you. He gave you vision and purpose, but you struggled to dream. Cause the seed that was sown wasn't stitched in your jeans. What was in them was denim. I guess what's in them is in them. There's a different perspective that I'm trying to present them. It ain't always peace when you see the peace sign. It don't make you a Levite cause you rock Levi's. What's up, people? I am your host, Jay Will. And I would like to welcome you to Inspire God's Don't you hate when people be singing and they just like overdo the runs? It's like they just, they literally running. Like you gone, fam. Like you ain't even in the building no more. You know what I'm saying? And it's even horrible. Like what I just did when a person that really can't sing for real try to do runs that only a real singer is supposed to be able to do. I got to share something with y'all for me. And I don't mean no offense to this, but I literally think that it's something wrong in somebody's head if they think they sound good singing and they don't in reality. So whenever I come across somebody who think they can sing and they really can't sing as good as they think they can, I'm like, bro, it's something a little like going on in your head, like where you don't have good self-awareness or something. Um, I don't know if your ears don't work, like if you ain't hearing what we hear, you know what I'm saying? You know what? It's like that old saying. I love this saying, actually. If a tree falls in the forest and no one is around, does it still make a sound? Am I the only person that like gets excited about quotes like that? I'm sorry. That literally gets me like going. It gets me hyped. I'm weird. I get it. I'm a little different. It's all right. You still love me. You still listening to the show, right? I'm still creating the show. So we must, you know what I'm saying? Like we must be cool. We cool. What up though? How you doing today? You know, let me stop. How you, how you feeling? Okay. Back to the quote. The reason I love this quote is likely not even for the reason that whoever created this thing, like came up with it for. It makes me think if people didn't experience something, does it change the fact that it happens? Maybe you are the tree that fell in the forest when no one was around. This is the type of stuff I think about. So you take a quote like that and you just start dissecting it. And, and of course, this show is about balancing faith and business. So as a business person, we know that in today's society, you can be more successful because of the tools and resources of social media. So it puts a lot of pressure on people to want to show off things because they feel like, well, I have to show them that I'm successful in order for them to want to buy my product, listen to my show. And so it could be an honest struggle. I've talked to people about this and I know that other people struggle with this. I've thought about it before and I just had to make a decision that, hey, I am who I am. I am who God created me to be. And I'm not going to turn myself into something else just to try to make it in today's culture. That doesn't mean I don't take advantage of resources. That doesn't mean that I'm not trying to grow or trying to introduce my show to more people. It just means that I have standards and limitations. You know what I mean? And what we're going to do today is look at how those things are actually guided by the word of God. Oh, my gosh. I'm a Christian who says that I have to read the word. 
Who would have knew? It's 2019 and you still have to read the Bible. Come on Come down. down. I have secretly always wanted to be like the voice on a game show, like whoever that is on The Price is Right, you know, telling people to come on down. That just seems like an exciting job. You got it, Johnny. Johnny, Johnny, Johnny. Back to my original purpose. So the question is, if people did not witness something you experienced, did it really happen? Let's talk about it. You and your wife or ladies, you and your husband. Go somewhere on a nice vacation. Let's say you just make it through the entire trip and forget to upload a picture to social media. You still went on a trip. Like you really did still have fun. And that's something that I challenge myself to at times. Personally, this is just a personal challenge. Doesn't mean that you have to do it. Doesn't mean that I'm right and you're wrong. It's just my personal experience in today's culture and society. It kind of forces me and challenges me to be original and authentic to who I am. Because I don't like when stuff starts getting weird. When it starts being like, wait a minute, I have to tell people everything I did or it's like it didn't happen. Well, I'm gonna be that tree that fell in the forest and no one was around. I'd rather be that tree versus the tree who never fell, but keeps trying to make it sound like I did just because people are around now. And I think that's kind of the dynamic of life that we live in and, and the struggle for a lot of people is, man, like, do I be content with the fact that I, I really did make a sound? Or do I know in my heart that I didn't make a sound, but because people are around, I got to try to make it seem like it. And now I'm satisfied at the thought of seeming like I made a sound because people are responding to that. When I know deep down inside, I ain't really make no sound. Like. This ain't really my car. This ain't really my plane. They have a thing now, at least according to this article I read, called The Psychology of Money, which I'll probably bring to the show one day. But it talked about this thing where people are now renting a private jet just to do photo shoots in and making it seem like they have a jet. And so, I mean, these are the things that for me, and again, just trying to think through some of these challenges and things that we deal with. And I'm like, yo, like, is that where we at? Like, we don't even want a jet. Like, we just want people to seem like, we just want it to seem like, or people to think that we have a jet. Man, look, for me, I just think, man, we need the word. I'm not gonna say more than ever because we always need the word. That's an exaggeration. But I just think in times like this, where people are going away from the word of God and holding on to emotional motivation and just making up stuff. You know, we really need to be inspired by the word of God because I believe that's where true inspiration for a Christian can and does come from and should come from. So let's do this to kind of further explore this idea of being the tree that falls in the forest when no one is around. Let's look at the word of God. All right, so we're going to look at Matthew chapter six. We're only going to read like the first four verses. Okay, and I really enjoy this chapter because it challenged me. When I first read it, it challenged me. And I love when the word of God does that, when it opens my eyes to something that I was overlooking. Because again, the society we live in, sometimes you can get forced and thrown into the current and start skipping over the process of being a believer 
because you're just following the wave. And so let's, let's dig into this scripture. I'm reading from the ESV, verse one. And keep in mind, this is all red letters. Oh, my Jesus Beware of practicing your righteousness before other people in order to be seen by them. For then you will have no reward from your father who is in heaven. Two, thus, when you give to the needy, sound no trumpet before you, as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, that they may be praised by others. Truly, I say to you, they have received their reward. Okay, so let's talk about it. Is a lot of people who are willing to expose others to get a little glory themselves. So what do I mean? You're willing to take a picture of yourself giving money to a homeless person or look who I helped or look what I did or look at this, this, and this. And it's like, man, why are you doing that, Jermaine? Why, why do you have to take a picture of yourself giving to the homeless dude? Do you ever take a step back and think about homie and think about the fact that like, look, I know it makes you look dope as an entrepreneur. I know it makes it seem like inspire God's people is really out here doing things in the community. And that that's how you want to you know, kind of market your brand, Jermaine, because you're a Christian entrepreneur and corporate business professional. and You, you got this business mind and you want to do all these great things. But like, what about him? Like, how does that make him feel? Did you ever stop and think about the person that you're taking a picture of that you're making yourself look dope, Jermaine? Did you think about him and the fact of how embarrassing that might be to, for thousands of people to see him on a picture receiving a five dollar bill? Those are the type of things that I wasn't thinking about. And this scripture kind of like stops me in my tracks. Verse three. But when you give to the needy, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. You know what? I got to say this. Um, I'm left handed. And I just like the fact that Jesus, you know what I'm saying? Like acknowledge the left hand before he acknowledged the right hand. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. That stuck out to me. It's like he said, don't let your left hand. Know what your right hand is doing. Like, he talked about the left first. Lord, you know what I'm saying? I, well, hold on, God. Let me think through this. So you saying keep a secret from the left hand, Lord Jesus? Wow. Okay. <laughs> All right, God. I don't know. I'm feeling kind of, now that I'm really breaking this down in my mind, it's like, hold on. God saying, don't let the left hand know. Is that is that really how you feel about us, Lord? You know what? I still love you, God. Thank you. Thank you for making me left-handed. Did God make me left-handed or I'll just pick up a pen and, you know, anyway, we ain't going to get into that. We ain't going to get too deep today. Verse four, so that your giving may be in secret and your father who sees in secret will reward you. Here's what I want to take philosophically from this verse. Now, what I like about it is there's literal applications of how we should be, you know, giving to people as Christians. And then to me, there's a broader message that we could take just for our lives in general, right? And that's this idea that doing things in secret can still be rewarded and opened by God. So what am I saying? Because God is all seen, because he's all knowing, you know, doing something in secret from others is not really a secret from God. So even though no one else was around in the forest when you fell, tree, God was there. He heard it. He know what you did. So, Jermaine, even though everyone else may not be around and why I'm talking to myself because, you know, I want you all to understand on this show, like the purpose is not to just talk at you, like not to just 
Oh, I'm giving the best advice in the world. Oh, yeah. I know what I'm talking about, buddy. You can't tell me any different, but golly, be good. But this is a walk. This is a journey. Like, you know, I'm going through these things as well. Maybe not everything that we talk about on the show, literally, but in some way, shape, form, or fashion, I've been there, or I am there, or you know what I'm saying? Like, so I just want y'all to understand the heart of this show and, um, you know, what we're trying to accomplish. So, so here's the thing at the end of the day. Just because I'm a tree in the forest that fell when no one was around doesn't mean that God didn't hear me. And God knows. And so I don't have to be thirsty and go like trying to turn tricks for people for them to see, you know, my good works. Right. And, and, and I think as believers, sometimes we can lose track of that again, because all the pressure in this world and everything everyone is trying to accomplish. Sometimes, y'all, you got to take a deep breath. Slow down and just do what you're called to do. Jay Will, what's up, my brother? I'm not your brother, man. What? You know what? One day, you're going to be happy to see me, man. Today's not that day. And I'm drained <laughs> because it's like I've tried my best to X you out of the show, mm. to lock you out, to get rid of you. Mm. And somehow, just about every week, you're here. Now, I will say, there are a couple of times, praise God, I don't know if you go on vacation or what mm. happens when you're not here, but by the grace of God, sometimes I make it through an entire show without you. Well, duh, I do have a wife. I have things to do, too. So, you know, I have to let those go sometimes. But you know what? <laughs> okay. You're going to have to learn to appreciate the presence of the man of God. It's, it's tougher than you think. <laughs> it's a lot tougher than you think. All right, listen, man. I was, I was, I was uh, thinking about something the other day. And, uh, you know, the beginning of pretty much beginning of each year, churches go on fasts or whatnot. And, uh, so, you know, our church went on a fast. But we also, my wife and I also decided that we were not going to drink anything but water, at least for the whole first month, right? So y'all added to the fast. Uh, we 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 did in a manner of speaking. It, it was it to was... me that's like breaking the fast. <laughs> y'all overachievers, man. You're right, doing we... too much. <laughs> well, I, I wanted to. I wanted to actually. She didn't. It was my idea. It was something I was going to do, and she decided to do it with me, which was great because it would have been really terrible sitting in the house and she drinking a sprite and I'm just drinking a cup of water. <laughs> so it was. It was miss. Ah, yes, yes, yes. So, uh, all right. So once all of that was over mm -hmm. and it was time to go back to where now I can drink pop or eat sweets or, or whatnot, I noticed that there was a, there was a difference, right? Hmm. There was a difference. Um, how do I say this? It was foreign to my body. Hmm. So the thing that you had before uh -huh. was now all of a sudden foreign. Yes. Hmm. Because when you do something, and, and I, I think psychologists say this. Well, hold on. Psychology is my thing on the show. Don't try to bring, <laughs> you know. It, well, you, then that means you can correct me if I'm wrong. Okay, let's but don't, see. But don't psychologists say something to the effect, my wording is not going to be anywhere near a PhD level. 
Okay. But don't psychologists. I don't think psychologists have GED levels. So it's like, you're going to have to get it right, man. It's like, you can't be a GED level doctor. It's like some things don't have a lower level to it. Hey, three letters in each doc. <laughs> but don't they, don't they say something about if you keep doing something for some certain amount of time, that it will become a habit? That yes, right. I don't know if psychologists say that or just normal everyday people walking down the street. <laughs> I don't know why you had to put psychology on that one. I, I'm, I'm trying to be deep, man. All right, my bad, my bad. I'm messing it up. Go ahead, yes, man. You what, are. what you got? All right. So anyway, I, as I was thinking about that, how you know when you don't drink pop or you don't eat sweets or whatnot, that when you start back, it, it literally is foreign to your body until. Mm. You start back doing it so much mm. that it becomes natural. So that was my deep conversation. You know what? I like it. I don't like you uh-huh. mixing up the incorrect uh, <laughs> soft drink brand. I don't uh-huh. like you uh-huh. um, doing I don't even like you being here, but I like this conversation. Um what it comes down to, it's, it's an interesting thing in life. It's like you could be used to something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so it just seemed normal. But when you take yourself out of that atmosphere, mm-hmm. then stuff that was normal seems, like you said, foreign. And here's what always comes to my mind when I think about that. Have you ever been in a house when somebody was cooking fish? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's like when you in that house, yeah, you don't. Feel like you smell like fish. You don't see exactly. nothing wrong with anything. Everybody in there like, hey, man, what's up? What's going on? Mm-hmm. But the minute you step out of that house and get into the presence of someone mm-hmm. who hasn't been around that smell, mm. then you are reeking now. Like, everything about you is standing out. And I think part of that speaks to the fact just to the power of our environment mm-hmm. and how easy it is for us to fit in. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And how you yeah. got to watch who you around. Right, right. You literally just reminded me of the scripture. And I, it's not funny, but it was kind of funny when I read it. Okay, let's see where this goes. But uh, <laughs> when, when Jesus was on trial and Peter snuck into the outskirts to kind of watch the trial and mm-hmm. uh, the young lady called him out. She was like, hey, you, you were one of Jesus' disciples, weren't you? Right. And he was like, no, I was not. And he moved on right. and she followed him. She's like, no, something about you. Mm-hmm. You, you were one of his followers, lady. I was not one of his followers. Right. And then finally, that third time, she said, no, no, no. You were one of his followers. Why? She said, because your speech betrayed you. Ooh. And the cock crowed. And Jesus' prophecy, of course, came to pass. And he felt bad about it. But. It was amazing how he was in Jesus's presence for three years straight. Right. And in a manner of speaking, Jesus rubbed off on him. Yeah, because when you have friends, it that reminds me of like when you have friends and y'all have y'all way that y'all talk, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And so it's like, it's y'all jargon. Mm. And so it's like, if an outsider comes in, then they won't know what you're talking about. Mm. Like, and it could be something simple. Like, you know, okay, I'll just throw one of ours out there. M-A-G. Yes. 
Like, so I can say that on on the air, uh-huh. like, uh-huh. and nobody's going to know what I'm talking about right. when I say M-A-G, except you and Gerard. Right. And so it's like, that's just, that represents a day about, what, seven years ago, yeah. uh, we were at my apartment yeah. and rehearsing some stuff and just a conversation afterwards and some stuff happened. And so we have this little inside joke, mm-hmm. MAG. I'm not going to say what it is. It's not bad. It's not, <laughs> right, you right, know, it's right. nothing derogatory, but it's just something that we can say around people mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and nobody knows what we're talking about. But to your, to the point that you're making, like Peter was around Jesus. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, yo, your speech, like, you know, this, this is like, I know, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? That, that lingo, that speech, um, and so yeah, like that's that's a good um a good example to me. And I think it also speaks to the fact of like, hey, be careful who you're affiliated with. Mm-hmm. Or at least know what it means. Like, you know, Jesus talked about counting up the costs. And mm-hmm. I think that, you know, hey, when we're Christians, we have to count up the cost of what that means. Yes. Because for instance, we're coming on radio airwaves and and talking to people and um like I know in doing this show like that I can't really go super mainstream. It's never going to happen. Mm-hmm. Like if you just listen to the stuff that we talk about on mm-hmm. this show is like that nobody is going to let you come into um an agenda driven worldly environment uh-huh. and literally speak the truth. So I think sometimes Christians we lie to ourselves cuz we want to be stars and we want mm-hmm. I want a Grammy and I want an Oscar and all this <laughs> and it's like look bro. Right. I'm not judging anybody or whatever, but I just find it hard to believe that I'm going to go on some worldly show mm-hmm. where the host is homosexual mm-hmm. and I'm going to go in there and be able, be able to just say, I, I would tell the truth. Like, mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I love you. Like, you know, I have no problem with you as a right. human being. Like, right. great. Homosexuality is a sin. Mm-hmm. They're going to kick me off the airwaves. I'm never going to be able to talk again. They gonna oh, so, have- so they wouldn't say, would you like your own show? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. They're gonna be like, "Hey, I know you're you're a follower of Jesus, aren't you?" Ah. So, so basically, what you're saying is that we can't have it both ways, mm-hmm. right? We can't live for Christ and do things Christ's way, and live for the world and do things the world's way at the same time. It's one or the other. You're either gonna Drink pop, or you're not gonna drink pop. Exactly. You know you can't have it both ways. Flat out. Like wow. you, you have to make a choice. Like now, that's when Jesus talking about. Like that's when the Bible is talking about lukewarm. Mm. Right. So middle ground. Exactly. Like be hot or cold. Mm. Because at the end of the day, I think the lukewarm mentality says, and I've been there. Like mm. I've been lukewarm before. So. Like, I think the mentality of a lukewarm person, at least based off my experiences, is, all right, if I just stay in the middle, I can please everyone. Mm -hmm. But sometimes when you're trying to please everyone, you end up pleasing no one. Wow. Wow. And it's all, I think, of course, it goes without saying, but I'm going to say it anyway, (laughs) it's always better to uh, please that audience of one. If right. the audience of one is God, exactly. he's the one we should be trying to please. He's the one we should be trying to live for. So when we do make that decision to 
not drink pop, not eat sweets or whatever we're going to do, then we have to stick with it. If we decide that we are going to live for Christ, then that's our decision. We have to, as they say, put our stake in the ground and do what we say we're going to do. But you know what's hard for people, even when I think about that interaction with Peter, is that once you put that stake in the ground and say that I'm a child of God, mm-hmm. right? And, I, and I'm talking about when you really saying it and really doing it from the standpoint of making a stand, right? Like when you look at Peter's situation, it mattered because something was happening. Mm-hmm. So it's like, mm-hmm. it's... It's easy to scream, you ain't never scared, when every time you scream at the enemy ain't never there. Mm-hmm. Like, I, you know, anybody know my music, that's a lyric. I, I like that I just broke out into lyric, to song. Like, <laughs> that was dope. But when I, when I came up with that lyric, it was just that thought of like, yo, everybody want to, you know, claim that, hey, I'm standing on the word of God and I'm doing mm-hmm. this. And we do that a lot. But it's like, well, yeah, like, it's easy to scream that you never scared if Every single time you scream it, the enemy is never there. Mm -hmm. But when the enemy's in the midst, so in Peter's situation, the enemy's right here. And the reason that people find it hard in that situation to stand on the word of God is because that's when standing on the word of God can mean losing everything Mm -hmm. else. And we want to be lukewarm because we don't want to lose that other stuff. We we want to stand on the word of God. Uh-huh, uh-huh. As long as we could do it comfortably. Wow. Wow. That that's that's really good. Our you know, when you when we do make that that decision to give our lives to Christ, some people want to keep it a, a secret. So that if they do want to do something else. Yep. Okay, so just kind of keeping with this analogy of the, the whole not drinking pop thing. Um I remember when when I first decided to do it, I actually put it on Facebook. I was saying it to the person who actually recommended me doing it. Mm. And when I did, I had people asking me, how you doing? Are you still mm. not drinking the pop? And it made me, it helped make me more accountable. Not to mention my wife was like really, really on me. Like, babe, you're doing great. Keep up the good job. You know, you know, don't do it. You know, don't, you know, keep hanging, keep hanging in there, you know, or whatnot. But when you, when you, when you let people know, by your lifestyle that you're taking a stand. Like, okay, for you, you for instance, right? Do you know how weird it would be for one of your followers, whether mm-hmm. it's on any social media or the radio show, podcast, whatever, mm-hmm. if they saw you somewhere where you were not supposed to be? Yeah. I think that would affect them because you have made a clear stand for Christ and what you believe. And if you physically did the opposite, it would affect a lot of people. The responsibility of influence. Mm. That's what that really makes me think of is that, you know, everyone wants to be influential, but not many people want the responsibility that comes with that. Mm -hmm. And it's not always easy per se. And when I say that it's not always easy, again, going back to Peter's situation, Mm -hmm. it's always a matter of what you can gain and what you can lose. Mm. And I think that when we're serving Christ, one of the things that I've learned along the way is that this is serious. Mm -hmm. This is a real thing. 
Right. And the darker the world gets, the brighter your light shines. Mm. And so here's mm. the thing. You know, I got lights in my house that have dimmers on them. Okay. And, you know, I can kind of control, like, all right, how how bright do I want this to be? I just want this. Uh, We're going to turn mm. this all the way down. Mm-hmm. And I believe we try to do that. That's part of the lukewarm battle with our flesh where we try to dim our light. It's like, mm. but look, it's still on, God. Mm. I'm still shining. Right. But what ends up happening is this. The darker the world gets the harder it becomes to hide your light. <laughs> and so it's like, we always look at shining a light mm-hmm. as like this positive, easy, happy thing. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I'm letting my light shine and I'm doing this. It's like, hold on, wait a minute. Let's, let's take a step back and think about what this really means. Mm-hmm. When a light is really shining, it's standing out. Right. You're watching it. You're following the light. You turn out all the lights in this studio and only leave on one. You're going to follow that light. That light is guiding you. And so what am I saying? I'm saying at the end of the day, as Christians, mm-hmm. the darker that the world get. Now, we should have never been playing in the first place. Right. right. But the point I'm making is that the darker that this world gets, if you are playing, like, it's more noticeable. Yeah. And so, like you said, people are watching. And, and so then that's how you end up with Christians who just try to justify and i'll be honest i'm i'm not you know tripping about people who are struggling and calling it a struggle because we all have some struggle absolutely it bothers me when believers try to justify Mm. things um you know that they are calling liberties or whatever it may be and ignoring that you know power of the influence that they have you know uh, you know how many videos i've seen on facebook and youtube of people playing on gates you know what happens every time when they play on that fence? They always slip mm. and hurt themselves. Exactly. You're suppo- the purpose of the gate is not to be on the gate. Right. The purpose of the gate is to be on one side or the other of the gate. That's a great point. That's a really great point. It's a boundary. Mm. And it marks territory. Mm-hmm. It says, this is my property. And so sometimes, you know, we, we joke around, people joke around, Jesus be a fence. But what is <laughs> right. that really saying is like, you know, if, if we're really thinking about that analogy is like Jesus guard and protect yeah. me, yeah. but also Jesus mark your territory. Ah. And when something is marked, mm-hmm. it can't be hidden. Mm. Like the whole point of marking something mm-hmm. is so that it can be seen. And so I, I think as Christians, we have to try to grow to the point where we, you know, kind of embrace the shining of the light, mm-hmm. even when everything around us is dark. Because I'll say like, and I don't want to get into politics and stuff like that, but there are certain things that are political agendas that change. Mm-hmm. So you can have a president, you know, that ran eight years ago mm-hmm. and it was popular to say one thing. Right. And today it's a whole different thing that's popular. Well, mm-hmm. I always say like, this this happens with Christian artists, where somebody be like, "Ooh, he really outstanding for the truth," and he on the front line and he risking it all. I'm like, "Bro, you ain't never risking it all when you saying what everybody else is saying." Wow, wow, what's that? Uh, and 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 I just want to reiterate what you said a little bit earlier. This is not in any way to cast aspersions on anyone who is struggling. 
Right. This is to encourage you. We all struggle. Exactly. We all struggle. And what's the, what's that term you used again about responsibility? The the responsibility of influence. Yes. Thank you. The responsibility of influence. Thank you, Doctor Psychologist Jermaine. Yes. Exactly. Um, Thank you for respecting me. It, there was something you told me years ago. Uh, this was back when President Obama was in office. You made a statement. You said Michelle Obama could not just go to a club. Yep. Because, not because it was against the law, not because it was wrong by any of the world's standards, but because of who she was. She was the wife of the president of the United States. Exactly. And when you're in certain positions, there are just certain things you cannot do. Exactly. And I use that example because people loved them. Mm -hmm. And, you know, especially when you're talking to, um, you know, other African-Americans, like mm -hmm. they're beloved. And so it's like, okay, cool. This is someone that you're looking up to. Mm -hmm. Let's think through this practically mm -hmm. since you you know aspire to be like her or something mm -hmm. or you you know look up to her whatever it may be it's like no matter how much she might like doing a certain dance uh -huh. no matter where she came from and you know whatever nobody's calling her fake or a sellout because she not on cnn you know doing <laughs> right. whatever you right. know what i'm saying right, right. and so it's it's the idea of people just understanding reality because what happens is when you're in your emotions and not really thinking, mm -hmm. you can say or believe anything like, right. oh, no, I'm just keeping it real. I'm being real with the people, people, you know, whatever. It's like, <laughs> well, hold on, bro. Like keeping it real ain't always the right thing to do. Right. Right. Exactly. Wow. That was. Whew, that was really good, man. So hopefully uh, and prayerfully, this like really encouraged someone because Christ called us to be leaders, not followers. So we are leaders, we're we're trendsetters, we're bellwethers, you know, we are the ones who lead the way and people are going to follow what we do. You know, so if you have someone who is just becoming a Christian and you've been a Christian for 10, 15 years and if you feel like you can I don't know whatever, use profanity or go yeah. to the club or whatever, if a younger Christian sees you doing it, then they're going to begin to justify their mind, well, if Lavelle has been safe for 20 years and he's doing that, then he knows better than me and then I can do it. And then people are going to follow you in whatever direction you go. And that's why I think Paul said, follow me as, as I, follow, I Christ. follow Christ. Yes. In other words, the minute I stop following Christ, stop following me. You free to, uh, that, that's a great, great analogy. And that keeps it in perspective, right? Because we're not talking about, you know, manipulation where it's mm -hmm. like, hey, follow me because I'm the man of God and you right. got to, you know, do what I say, do or, or whatever. It's like, no, it's understanding this stuff in a sound fashion. And like you said, as I follow Christ. Mm -hmm. But I want to say something about what you said, because there are Christians that do that, especially with things like profanity now. Mm -hmm. And. One of the things that always confused me about that is like, why would I force something, even if I felt like it was okay, which I don't, mm -hmm. but you have people that they'll spend all their time using scriptures and all type of things to say, well, this is okay. It's okay to use profanity. And it's like, well, all right, cool. Let's just say hypothetically, 
do you think it's okay to use profanity for you? Well, that doesn't mean that you should be going out telling everybody to do that. I know people that can drive on the freeway with their knees. Like a stuntman in Hollywood can do right. some crazy stuff in a car, mm -hmm. right? That doesn't mean he should go tell normal, regular, everyday people who are not like professional, trained, educated, yeah. trained. That's the word I was looking for. They're not trained or whatever. And so, although I think that's a bad example from the standpoint, because I don't want to confuse anybody to think that I'm saying, hey, yeah, like you, right. I'm trained. I can use profanity. I don't think we I, should be using profanity. Right. But the point I'm making is hypothetically, even if I did, I wouldn't be going out telling people to do something just because I think it's okay for me to do it. Right. And, and and even even just with that, for the people who do feel like it's okay, I'm not here to attack anybody. But the scripture we talked about. I am. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. The, the scripture we talked about earlier with Peter, it wasn't specifically said in that scripture, but it was implicitly said in that scripture. Mm. It was implied. The, remember what the girl said to him. She said, your speech betrayed you. Mm -hmm. which means that he had a different language. Yep. What he was saying wasn't normal. It wasn't the norm. Mm -hmm. It was something different. And because it was something different, she recognized it. And then he reverted back to his old ways and he cursed her out. Right. That was not what she was talking about. She was talking about your speak, the way you talk. Uh, literally, I, I, I know sometimes in, in the Bible, um, in the original Greek, when it talks about lifestyle or, or, or language, it's talking about your lifestyle. Mm, okay. So his lifestyle was different. Everything about him, there was something different, but she specifically says, speak your speech betrayed you. There's something different about the way you talk. Yeah. And I think there should be something different about us, something that stands out uh, about us. You know what? And I think you should stand outside. It's time for you to go, man. <laughs> I felt a kick out spirit, and I meant to bind it up. Get to stepping. Get <laughs> All right, man, I get it. Now that Lavelle is gone, listen, today's show doesn't have a sponsor, but I just want to talk to you for one minute. Can y'all hear me out? Look, when I started this show, it was all about my purpose, and it's still about my purpose. The great thing about this show is that it's challenged me, it's pushed me, it's inspired me. Hearing the reactions and feedback from y'all, I'm continuing in this journey as a Christian artist, and I'm excited to say that this summer, I'm releasing another album. This will be my seventh album in eight years. Yes, you heard it right, seven albums, eight years. I'm so excited, it's actually entitled Inspire God's people. That's all I'm gonna say about that. At least for now. You know what I'm saying? I will definitely have more to say. And you can always visit me at jwillmusic.com. That's J W I L M U S I C dot com. Okay. We still talking about the tree that fell, y'all. I can't let this one go right now because this is one of those things that I really want to make sure that when you walk away from today's show, you are confident and you feel like, yep, I'm good. I'm content, but I'm not complacent. 
I'm okay with the fact that I fell in the forest and God was the only one that hurt me. Because that's the reality of life. It happens, especially as Christians. I truly believe that, you know, this idea of trying to be famous has just messed up our minds. So I apologize if it seems like I talk about that a lot or something. It's because it's every day. It's all around us. Everybody is like losing their mind. Like people aren't the same. And I just want you to go back to being normal. I want you to go back to being you. Wow. Wow. That just wow. happened. Wow. wow. I literally wow. just lost my mind on the show. I'm sorry, y'all. That's literally, I keep telling y'all, this is how I make music. I'm not joking. Like, just keep in mind when you're listening to my music, he made this song like that, potentially. Because most of them were made in crazy moments like that. Please don't judge me. And if you do, God knows my art. Now, let me tell you the story of a tree that fell when no one was around. The year was 1975. With the eighth pick in the NBA draft, the Los Angeles Lakers select Junior Bridgman. The Lakers, yeah, they selected him, but they had bigger and better plans. So he was a part of the package that they traded away to the Milwaukee Bucks for the legendary Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Kareem would go on to make it to the Basketball Hall of Fame and is still to this day the number one leader in points ever scored in NBA history. Everyone knows who he is. He has what is considered the unstoppable move, the skyhook. But Junior Bridgman, who is that? An afterthought, right? Average 13.6 points per game. Doesn't sound like much to me, right? Junior Bridgman was a tree that fell. So here's what happened in the 80s. He, while playing for the Bucks, ended up getting in really good with the owner. So they were out to like breakfast, I believe it was, at a hotel. And they were reading the newspaper. Why? Because Instagram wasn't out. Junior Bridgman, you know, as an athlete in the NBA, was reading through the sports section, but he happened to glance up and he saw that his owner was reading through the Wall Street Journal. And for whatever reason, this moment piqued his interest. Let's pause really quick. So far, if you look at this story, Junior Bridgman was traded for one of the greatest players in NBA history. I mean, to me, that sounds like failure on the surface, right? It, it doesn't sound like this story ends in his favor. Like the Lakers got the best of the trade. They got one of the greatest NBA players of all time, and they won more championships. I mean, Bridgman had to go from L.A. to a life in Milwaukee. I mean, who wants to do that? 13.6 points per game? 
Is that it? No, it's not. And so during that moment at breakfast with the owner of the Milwaukee Bucks, the team that he was traded to, the place that he ended up because the Lakers didn't think he was enough. It was at that breakfast when he saw that owner reading that Wall Street Journal, he reached over and let him know like, hey, I have some interest in getting involved in business. The owner looked at him and said, if you get involved in business, the only problems you'll have is people and money. And Junior didn't know what he was talking about at the time. Because my man was from the hood, and he like, okay, I don't get these rich jokes, so whatever. Just that moment, though, where he showed that interest. I want y'all to take a moment and think about this. Let me tell you. The reason I do this show, outside of it being my purpose, is to spark interest in others, to create a moment, to say something that gets your attention. Because I'm telling y'all, these are the moments we overlook in life. It was nothing but two dudes reading the paper, but it changed his life forever. Look, Junior Bridgman realized basketball ain't going to be here forever. So he did something super dope. He just was like, okay, I'm going to just buy one of my favorite fast food restaurants. Like, he liked Wendy's, and so he just went and bought a Wendy's franchise. And in the offseason, while other players was traveling and doing whatever they do, you know, being famous and NBA stars in the 80s, my man was working at the Wendy's because he actually wanted to learn the business. He ain't just want to own it, sit back, and make some money. He was spending his summers working at Wendy's. You go from hooping, uh, then go to Wendy. Hey, hey, you go from, mm, uh, I'm sorry. All right, I got to stop this. So back to the story. My man was working at Wendy's as an NBA player, only making $350,000. And I say that because that was like the most he made in his career. And for an NBA player and what we know NBA players to make today, it's not a lot of money, but he was willing to work. By the time he retired, he owned three Wendy's. And guess what? In 2016, Forbes ranked him as the second highest paid retired athlete ever. Ever. I can't get it out. He's worth $600 million. My man is a tree. And he failed, but most of us ain't know who he was. Most of us didn't hear it. What's my point? At the end of the day, my point is, you don't have to be famous to be successful. You don't have to have accolades or a Grammy or an Oscar to be successful. If you work, if you trust God as a believer. Look, I'm not trying to turn his story into a biblical story and act like, oh, he was, I don't know anything about him personally. I only know what you can read about him in Forbes and these business magazines. But hey, it mentioned he was married for 35 years. I thought that was pretty dope. At the end of the day, listen, people, as long as God hears you, that's all that matters. Work hard behind the scenes. Do it with substance. Don't sell your soul and your self-worth just for some attention, man. Don't sell out just to go viral. That stuff fades away. And you can still find success even if no one knows it. Man, don't that. Listen, I'm just trying to be a catalyst today and strike a nerve in you. Because just like that day when he read the paper, you know, this could change your life. It's up to you, though.
Is this that moment for you? That moment that you let me inspire you? God's people, it's time to pray out. I really hope you enjoyed today's dialogue and that it blessed you and that you are ready to be that tree that falls and no one hears a sound but God. Lord God, we honor you, we thank you, we come before you today, God. Just asking you, Lord God, to guide our minds, Lord, to guide our hearts, Lord God, to be in alignment with your will, Lord God. And I'm praying, Lord God, for a mindset, Lord God, amongst all of us, that we will live unto you, God, that you are enough, that if you know, that if you hear the sound, if you hear our praise, if you hear our worship, if you see our lifestyle, Lord God, that we will put our trust in you, that you will take us where you want us to go, Lord God. When we're trusting you, God, what we're saying is that we're taking all of our ambitions and all the things that we desire to do, and we're saying we only want it if you want it for us, God. We only want to go where you want us to go because we know that where you want us is what's best for us, Lord God. I pray, Lord God, for contentment, but not complacency, God. Lord God, I pray, Lord, that we are energetic and encouraged to live for you and to do what you called us to do and not sitting down doing nothing, Lord God, but at the same time, not chasing things that aren't for us. In Jesus' name, amen. Listen, God's people. Today's J. Will music song of the day is Faith to Faith from my album, Ultrasound. This features the homie Lavelle Neal. Y'all know Lavelle Neal. He get kicked out every week. And this song was actually produced by yours truly. Yep, that's right. I produced this song myself and uh, had a good time doing it. Faith is a journey. Every now and then we get lost. Frustrated, wondering how can I make it? I think they only let high people in high places. My music too laid back, they won't choose me. I gotta beg just to get them to YouTube me. The only way that they respecting you is if you team up with somebody secular. <laughs> but that's whack to me. So you could grab a pillowcase and go back to sleep. They sleeping on me anyway. I can blow up any day. Don't be trying to chase the bandwagon when it roll away. But that's just life. And I'm under the type of pressure that can bust pipes. People lose before they win, and I know this. But it's hard to start from scratch when you don't itch. I haven't been everywhere, but it's safe to say that I've traveled from faith to faith. And back I had some ups and some downs along the way. I did a few good things and I made mistakes. Misery loves company, but I can't stay. Cause I gotta get back to faith. So I'm going back to faith. To faith. Sort of like bacon, so fried. I was about to break fast. Jesus paid for my sins, they don't take cash. What you mean, money can't save me? Why do people say they broke then? Money can't break me, money ain't make me, money ain't lately. Been in my account, but I still got gravy and just enough time to mash me some potatoes. Something out of nothing, man. Money ain't favor, money just paper. So I wrote this on it. Money can't make faith, but faith can make money. I do understand money 
answers all things But there's a thin line between love and need And even though I really wouldn't mind being rich That's not the main reason that I went from faith to faith I had some ups and some downs along the way I did a few good things and I made mistakes Misery loves company, but I can't stay Cause I gotta get back to faith So I'm going back to faith To faith, to faith, to faith And then again Faith to faith From faith to faith And I still got faith That I'ma see her face Hey baby I talked about her brother In another song Sometimes I really don't know What her mother's on For real ladies Y'all so crazy But I got one That I could go to the grave with uh, Or either go to the grave for Whichever one comes first That's what I'm made for uh, And my faith will never stop Even if we end up Having to adopt Giving some child a home I praise God that we even got that option So use caution before you get abortions Maybe you could put it up for adoption Thanks for listening, I know I had a lot to say It's no coincidence, I wrote this verse on Father's Day I had some ups and some downs along the way I did a few good things and I made mistakes Misery loves company, but I can't stay Cause I gotta get back to faith So I'm going back Faith is a journey And every now and then We all lose track on this journey and lose faith But whenever you find yourself at that lowest point You gotta pick yourself up You gotta get back to faith Never give up on God I'm trusting God for a few things And uh, I'm not gonna stop having faith The song is entitled Faith to Faith That's the original featuring my homie Lavelle Neal from my album, Ultrasound. Just search J. Will Music Ultrasound or J. Will Music Faith to Faith anywhere where music is found. I love y'all. 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 God's people, thank you for listening to today's show. Look, do you have feedback? You want to let me know what's on your mind? You got a topic you want to hear? Or you just want to let me know what you thought about today's show? It's easy. Shoot me an email. You can catch me at JermaineWilsonMusic at gmail.com. Again, JermaineWilsonMusic. It's all one word. Let me know what you think. And you like this show, don't you? So you know what you want to do? You want to listen to it at work. You want to listen to it in the gym. Do me a favor. Just search Inspire God's People. You can Google it. You can find it on Spotify, iTunes, and anywhere else you listen to music or podcasts. You know what else? You should share this show with someone. Why? Because it's a good show. And if you don't like this show, just act like you like. 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 Act like you like.